Hello and welcome back to Live Your Perfect Day, episode title Breathe. My dearest listeners, I know you are all probably wondering where I have been all this time. Um, I haven't forgotten you, in fact I've missed you all, missed being in the space with you and um, yeah, the short explanation of where I've been is, well, that uh, I can only apologise firstly, um, is that I did let life take over me somewhat and when that happens my emotions for all those many months did get completely locked down. Without emotions, um, creativity just doesn't flow. It's taken me a while to get back to some renewed connection with myself. Anyway, um, I'm finding my feet again, and today I'm dipping into writing and recording, just as I did. So this new latest piece is called Breathe. It's pretty short and sweet, so there will be commentary at the end, and I promise to share something with you all. (laughs) Um, For now, enjoy. Something's got you. Breathe. Breathe deeply, tenderly as this morning's breeze. Consciously, soothe, slow, exhale. Again, like the hushed resonance of morning's dew, unfurl to the quiet sensations of a lingering gaze. Surrender to the surround of still water solace. Soak into the stasis of hypnotic peace. You've got something. Unwind those burdens. Released. Let softened skin tingle serenity. Light caress kiss tendered veins, aching muscles lays on the cusp of sleep adrift, dreams and reverie in screams, even the air embraces all that you surface to steep ever deeper into this punctured vulnerability. Well, well, if nothing else, I hope that was a relaxing passage. Did you breathe deeply? I hope you did. Honestly, it is probably the best thing you can do. Long, slow breaths, as deep as you can manage. Breathe is probably not too surprising as the first piece that's come out from me for a while because really I've had to learn to slow down, relax, let go Um, 
and release anything that wasn't actually helping me. All this is not as easy to do as you might think. Um, I find we have such resistance to not treating ourselves so kindly, to slow everything down to a stillness where we can be with ourselves to actually do some healing. Um, there's always this pull of distraction, numbing, self-sabotage. Um, but in fact, to be vulnerable, either with ourselves or another person, is um, probably the best thing we can do. But it doesn't come naturally, of course. Um, I mean, it is the source of being able to accept things, let go, understand, um, and form connections. So it's absolutely essential. And that balm, that soothing, um, healing element that uh, we need for pretty much everything (laughs) we go through. Um, I will tell you one of my favorite researcher's storyteller, as she likes to be known, is Brené Brown. If you haven't ever watched her TED Talk video, it's quite famous, called The Power of Vulnerability, um, I do highly recommend it. It's um, Her sense of humour is hilarious, I do find it hilarious. She presents a very difficult and complex topic in a very light-hearted way. Um, it's only 20 minutes and very enjoyable. I do listen to it at least once a year, <laughs> pretty much every year, um, because I just get something different out of it each time I go back to it, um, according to the situation, life situation I find myself in. Uh, yeah, it's endlessly fascinating. Um, it's so much easier to just ignore it and overlook it. But um, doing that, ignoring vulnerability, dulls pretty much everything. (laughs) And for a creative, you do need to get to a space where you are so open to it and can sit with it and be with it and wrestle with it. (sighs) I probably do have more to say on this, but um, for now, I will leave you with uh, words from Brené Brown that I quite like. She says, lean into the discomfort. This is the world we live in. We live in a vulnerable world. So, if you're still here, then this section is a bonus content for you. Um, I did say in episode 9, close to me, that I would share 10 things about myself. Um, I have decided that it probably wouldn't be a good idea to do that all in one episode. So I've decided to tag on something that I can share at the end of episodes for the next 10 10 episodes. So I did allude to the fact that I'm... A deeply private person so sharing anything about myself is not the most comfortable thing for me and uh, and it's something I'm still learning to do so in this first sharing 
bonus content, I am gonna enlighten you on how bad I was at um, being open and needing to be deeply private. So um, I think the earliest account uh, that my friends can attest to probably goes all the way back to uni. Um, So when I was at uni, when I was in the very lucky position of looking after the postgraduate community and they gave me an apartment for doing that. Um, I was one of the few students in residence that had a living room. And uh, within that living room um, was this nice tall bookcase. And um, not many people got inside my apartment apart from the few close friends. if they had got in and you know spent time with me at my place of residence then what they would have seen was this bookcase which was completely covered in this i'd have to say very nice gold fabric which i lovingly picked out um so when they entered the living room they didn't actually learn very much more about me um i know people have said to me that hey you've We've had uh, three hours plus more conversation and I haven't learned a single thing about you. Um, Obviously the conversation was good and it was flowing and um, I asked loads of interesting questions and listened, but um, at the end of it, I was still a bit of a mystery to a lot of people. Um, But yeah, the curiosity about (laughs) my (laughs) bookcase being completely covered in this nice gold cloth um, has been retold and recounted by my friends who I'm sure were very frustrated um, to not to kind of be let in or be left out um, and I don't know if they ever got to peek behind it but in fact the books that on there there was nothing I don't know nothing too I don't know um, interesting uh, uh, they were all pretty innocuous books really so pretty much all my books were non-fiction um, it was uh, the only interesting thing that would have been about it was that it cut across a huge array of subjects that I was interested in at the time um, on the shelf there would have been books on um, philosophy, psychology for sure, uh, business, economics, um, quantum, quantum stuff, genetics, biomed, medicine, uh, what else, there were geography, history, yeah, Um, yeah, pretty much across a mishmash across the board, Um, yeah, I think if you stood back and try to figure out what I was studying. It wouldn't have been that easy <laughs> to figure out what I was studying. Um, but yeah, that was just me. I was. I remember being very curious about so many different subjects, way beyond my uh, the subject I was studying for. Um, and I used to actually, whenever the opportunity uh, came up. Uh, and I wandered into a lecture that I wasn't supposed to be in and no one particularly noticed and I'd just slide right in and 
see if the lecture was any good and the topic was any good and I probably if it was then I'd probably sit through it all the way and uh, at the end get to know some of the students and made friends outside my co cohort um, that way so um, yeah that was always me I wanted to, of course I was at uni so I wanted to make the most of my opportunity to learn but not just my own subject but actually I probably did the least learning on my own subject and ironically books whilst I love them and I love being bookshops and I love being in libraries um, I use them more as a reference type thing type books I'm not an avid reader I'm actually quite slow at reading um, so yeah my main mode of learning was actually audiovisual so that's why I like to be in lectures and talk to people and talk to talk to the lecturers and ask lots of questions and um, that was the uh, the learning I did do possibly the only use I did have which was my revision technique with books was what I like to call osmosis and that was pretty much when I slipped the book under my pillowcase just before I went to sleep and uh, and then before I fell asleep obviously just kind of recounted in my head the things I needed to revise and linked up the topics and go over the material but actually never really was reading from the book <laughs> but uh, I seem to have done okay because I would just with books I would just glance at the uh, the headlines um, and read the conclusions of chapters and, and introduction maybe skim the middle part and anything I couldn't mentally fill in myself I would just talk to people and find out information um, talk to the lecturers and teachers so that was me um, yeah I mean I guess the only other thing I would say is being deeply private is not the same thing as being like, is not it's not the same thing as being like shy or anything I don't think I was ever that shy I mean my Myers-Briggs is an ENFP so basically extrovert but I'm probably more an extrovert introvert because I still have a great need for having time and space myself to process everything so um, but yeah ENFP so that's basically the campaigner if anyone's into their Myers-Briggs um, yeah I mean I can recount one time my professor who, who knows me quite well and we engage in lots of different conversations um, one time he was in a bit of a bind uh, he was expecting some guest speakers to turn up for these 3,000 very smart people in the audience and he didn't have anyone so he pushed me onto the stage and said keep them entertained <laughs> and that's what I did um, in many ways I'm actually quite quite um, in my element when I'm having to be thinking on my feet um, I don't mind being the center of attention if that's the situation um, I can engage with people on a stage and on an individual level so it's not uh, I'm very what's the word when it comes to being 
in some ways what many people think of as being exposed I'm I actually feel the opposite yeah so yeah I just in those situations I'm actually in my element and yeah so I'm quite comfortable with that yeah that's me um if I had to reflect on back then why I had covered up my um bookshelves uh, bookcase I guess it would be because I'm quite used to compartmentalizing everything um and at the time I only had one bookcase and everything went into it and I didn't want people to see the mishmash of books I had and think that was that was it or that was my complete collection when it probably wouldn't be anywhere near it and and the second thing is a big no-no for me is just I hate the idea of just being boxed in or just people judging and saying and that's who she is or the type of person she is or the type of interest she has and that's it and then no I am um, definitely spend a lot of time kind of being curious and always wanting to learn more and more and then pushing at the edges of things that are emerging or developing um, and those are the spaces I like to be so so being boxed in or being um, thought of just being interested in one thing is probably a no-no for me yeah um, yeah that's it really I don't know if I've improved much over the years. I definitely have given away all my books and been quite open about that. So <laughs> that's an improvement. And I'm now doing a podcast and having to talk about myself. So I hope that counts for something. Um, but yeah, I think my friends, are, I can only thank them for all those years of frustration in trying to get to know me. And I'm so glad you persisted and you do know me now better than a lot of people so yeah sure that's it yeah that's all i have to share for today until the next episode um i think in the next one i will probably share something about yeah yeah okay just one of my top loves okay right